Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Skilly Queens. This yes. is our second episode, and we are still learning and still awkward and trying to figure this out. You'd think we'd have a handle on it just <laughs> from doing the other one for, what, almost two years now? I've done like 88 episodes, and this is our <laughs> second one, and we're still like, what do we say? How do we start? What's my name? <laughs> So we're back, and um, I had a big plan for today's episode because, you know, it's October. I was going to get into some more legends with the Cherokee, but um, the shift is entirely your fault. Oh. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> because you had brought up The Shining in the last episode. Oh, yeah. And I had never seen it. You've never seen The Shining? I've never seen The Shining. And Well, you know, there's parts you're familiar with, like with the axe and the door and mm-hmm. stuff. There's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. So if you have not watched The Shining, you probably shouldn't listen to this episode. <laughs> just FYI. So finally, I had to make myself watch it because I was like, well, let me. I'll do it for the pod. <laughs> do, do you get scared watching scary movies? Do you watch scary movies? I, I can watch scary movies. I don't actively choose to watch them. Um. See, I love scary movies. They they typically don't scare me. Mm-hmm. But last night I was watching The Nun. Like I've already watched it, but I was watching it again, and I was and it was dark. I was like in bed watching it, you know. And I was yeah. like, wait, this is a little bit like the imagery is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish it though? Uh no, I just watched about half of it. Well, I saw The Nun too is coming out. I've seen The Nun now. When I have watched scary movies, it's always during the day. Mm-hmm. And never at night when, when, when the skillies are out. When the skillies are out. So this, of course, so I was like, well, it's supposed to be like one of the like like best horror movies ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being, I remember I was in sixth grade. So it was in, back in 1996, Twister had come out. Mm-hmm. And so they're at the drive-in movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I, I remember watching it. Yeah. And I asked my mom. I was like, what movie is that? That's that's an odd looking movie on that, on that drive-in movie screen. Yeah, yeah, at. yeah. And she's like, it's The Shining. And I was like, well, I want to watch that. So we watched it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of scary, I guess. Um, 96, that puts you at what? How old? 22. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not good at math, but I don't think that's right. 39. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant when you watched the movie. Oh, 96, I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like you were not 39. Oh, no. You have aged gracefully. (laughs) So we watched it. Um, I probably watched it a few times since then. I mean, it really is a great movie, though. It is. It really is scary. It really is good. But I think, you know. Maybe for like a first time watching. Then once you start going in there, like you start kind of nitpicking and seeing things. Yeah. Because, I mean, after watching it, I went on a TikTok binge. Watching people's takes on it. She watching- does all her research on TikTok. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do it for you guys. Yeah. So, you know, I was looking up articles, looking up theories and all this, all these things. And so, yeah, it did scare me. Mm-hmm. I think the the acting was like incredible. Yeah. But again, I think at the second go around, it was kind of funny because I was teasing a little bit about the way... um Wendy was running with, oh, her, yeah. with her knife. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, there are some very scary scenes in it. And actually, I'm reading the book right now. Um, yeah, and because of you, I ordered the book. <laughs> so it should be here next week. Yeah, I bought it a couple years ago and never read it. And so I was like, what's the perfect time to read it? So, Well, because the book and the movie is supposed to be so drastically yeah. different. Yeah. So, and it's supposed to be like one of the scariest books ever written. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll have to talk about that once 
we both finish it. And, you know, probably a couple nights ago, uh, I was up late. I don't even know what channel it was on, but it was this channel. Oh, it's called Room 237. And it was about these people talking about The Shining. Oh. And like conspiracies of it. Like one of them was... He noticed that there was a lot of Native American imagery in it, mm-hmm. like posters and pictures of Native Americans, and even the flower. It, it's like it's like got a Native American head. Well, the stereotypical one with the feathers, oh, the headdress and stuff. Yeah, that, is that yeah. kind of flower? And like they were like, see how it's looking behind Jack Nicholson right now, and now they're back in that room, it's the the pantry room, but now they're all different ways. You can't ever see a full can, but you know that that's there. Uh-huh. And so they were talking about um, just. The treatment of Native Americans, but I just don't see how that ties in. Well, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more. Like, we're going to get into, like, the Native American imagery oh. and stuff like that. Because I thought it was really interesting. Because I picked up on that, too, watching it. But I think the way it was directed, I think it's ambiguous on purpose. Yeah, that's what they said. Like, there's hidden messages. So, what you watch is not really what it's about. There's, like, all these different things. Like, takeaways. Play- or- yeah. No. So, it went into all these different theories. And then after the show was over they played the shining so i actually watched the shining after watching the <laughs> yeah like so i'm gonna have to watch it and rewatch the movie and yeah then it, there was a but it wasn't intentional it just happened oh the vibes i guess were there well there's a second movie called dr sleep i think I might be quoting it wrong it's like the sequel to the shining oh really so I didn't now, know that. so now i'm gonna have to watch that and figure that part out but the entire movie like it was like the music the music was scary. Uh-huh. Like it had a great score. And I think there was a one scene in The Shining where I was like, I'd be out the door. It was when he had this nightmare at the table. And he was like, I had a dream that I killed you and Danny. And I didn't just kill you. I chopped you up to pieces. And she's just trying to like help hmm. him be okay. Do you remember this scene? Yeah. And I'd be like, you know what? I'd, I'd have said, honey, you know, let's get back to your typewriter. Let me fix you a sandwich and pour you some juice. You know, you just stay in here, do what you need to do, lock that door, and then me and Danny would be gone. But it was like snowing. You couldn't leave. <laughs> We'd be trudging in the snow. In the in sub-zero <laughs> weather. I'd be out. I don't know. But tell me you had a dream chopping me up into pieces and I'm already kind of freaked out. There's mm. a problem here. But it's such a big hotel. It's like she can't just hide in one area. But no. But the spirits were helping him. So there really was no escape. The ghost. Ooh, the ghost. So tell us about the flower, because I can't find it. I can't well, remember what it's called. I didn't see any. Well, I didn't see that part about the flower, so I'm mm-hmm. not very familiar with that. Well, what about the Native American imagery? Well, <clears throat> it's like you pointed out, there was a lot of like wall art and Native inspired designs. I mm-hmm. think they even pointed it out when the hotel manager was given the family a tour in the beginning. And um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when they have like... You know, these are done by Native American. This is Native American art and stuff like this. I feel like I always do some kind of like eye roll. So I'm like, sure it is. (laughs) Indian burial grounds. (laughs) Right. Well, and it goes into that because there's this entire theory. I guess there's like a ton of theories about The Shining. But there was one where you had mentioned about uh, Native Americans and it was talking about Native genocide and how the waves of blood that are flowing from the elevators is like a metaphor for the bloodshed of indigenous people. Oh, wow. I- <laughs> no, I mean, that's interesting. No, that was your reaction. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That was interesting. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, oh, it's, uh, oh, wow. Calumet baking powder. That's a flower? Yeah. Well, it's baking powder. Sorry. Oh. 
Oh, the can. Okay. Yeah, it's a can of baking powder. Oh, flour, like F-L-O-U-R. I thought like a flour, like a... F-L-O-U-R. Like a garden flower. Yes. We were on two different pages. Oh. I was like, I'm not familiar with this flower at all. That I'm looks like a headdress. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah, uh, that's what I was imagining, so... <laughs> Sorry. Way off. Yeah, I didn't pick up on this at all about the native genocide and the blood from the yeah you know, I didn't I was really focused on you know the way she was running with her knife I was focused on that weird scene with the man in the bear costume yeah and the woman yeah in 237 room 237 yeah that was- there was a lot of weird stuff so like if there was like hidden messages I'm really gonna have to go back and like watch it a few more times just to pick up on all these like yeah. things other people have caught and I think like the other people that are looking into these conspiracies or these theories or whatever about the movie, they didn't like the movie. Oh. And they were like, what is this about? And so that's why they would rewatch it to try oh. to figure out what's the point. Maybe that's the point of leaving it ambiguous. So yeah. people, because a lot of stuff in that movie was never explained. Yeah. So it kind of left you, it left, it was left open to interpretation or however you viewed it. It's like the theories about the end with his, uh, where he Jack was in the picture at the end from like the nineteen twenty one oh yeah ball. So everybody's like, okay, so was he reincarnated? Was he like, what why is it? Is there? Why is he in that picture? Yeah. So there was a lot of theories about that. I just like I went deep into <laughs> this because I was like, I don't know why. So I have done no research other than watching the movie and reading the book currently, and mm-hmm. then. I have watched the Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Do you watch the I, Simpsons Halloween special? I no, I'm I'm not an active Simpsons watcher, Ugh. but I did watch the bat scene on the stairs version. I watched the Simpsons version of that because it was on TikTok. <laughs> so on the Simpsons Halloween special, they do a, a version of The Shining, and so um, Homer's you know is Jack Nicholson's character, and they're you know, goes crazy and stuff. And <laughs> it's funny though, because they're talking about it and they keep saying the shining. And he said, don't you mean the shining? He's like, what? You want to get sued? <laughs> so they call it the shining, the shining. on the Simpsons. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's funny. It's the Simpsons. You know, I feel even bad because I didn't even pick up on what the shining was. Well, tell us what it is. Do you know what it is? I don't. Really? No. You've watched it more than once. I mean, I watched it when I was 12 and, but we talked about this the other day because we were we were started talking about it and then we had to make ourselves stop otherwise we wouldn't have any content for today. Okay, well, for today, maybe our listeners don't know. So tell them. Well, and do you remember? Me. Well, if they hadn't seen it, hopefully they've probably turned them off this movie like forever. No, <laughs> it's really good, but it's it's like some kind of like telepathic ability. Like, you can see things and have some kind of connection with, like, spirits and stuff like that. Kind of like in Halloween 3. I was watching Halloween 3 today. And the girl could, could kind of see that, too, with her sister when Michael Myers was coming to attack her. So she'd freak out. And they'd Spoiler have to go, alert. They'd have to go find I mean, it's Halloween. It's, like, from the 1980s. I know, but I've never seen Halloween 3. Oh <laughs> <laughs> have you watched Halloween 1? I've watched the first okay. one. Halloween H2O is the best, though. I don't know what that is. <sighs> I, I hear Halloween and water. Halloween H2O. H2O is water. Oh. <laughs> 20 years. I think it's 20 years later. I really don't know. I just remember it came out when I was in high school. It oh. was it was pretty good. It's up there with Scream. I did see Scream. I've been watching Scream. I've been watching I've been watching all the old Halloween 
not really scary movies, but yeah, I'm slowly trying to get it. It's it's spooky season, so I'm trying to like you know get with the times here. But yeah, the other day, Shaw, she said we should go to all, go to some places and haunted places. I was like, mm, I've already done that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's research for the pod. I've got memories. I'm gonna go and find the skeelys. <laughs> you don't go find them. You don't go find them. No, I just lost my train of thought. Okay. Back to the sheening, the, the shining. shining, the shining. That's funny. Um, we don't want to get sued. We don't. <laughs> We're just giving reviews. We're not doing a whole reenactment of the entire movie. I could though. I re- I think I could do that run. Give me a fake knife, and we'll do like a like a TikTok. Like Britney Spears. See <laughs> <laughs> that Britney Spears is no. TikTok where they did a welfare check on her because she was dancing did, with those knives. Did they do a welfare yes, check? And no. all she was doing was recreating Shakira's. Video. She was not recreating that video. There was a thousand times difference between her oh, and Shakira. Well, that's what she said. No, that's what she said. <laughs> but the fa- she said the knives were fake. They were props. They weren't even real knives. They. I don't know. I don't know. They won't look like it banded. You know, if she's happy and dancing with knives makes her happy, then I guess it's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that's her business, not ours. <laughs> But no, I can't do what she did with the knives, but I could do the, I could do the Wendy run with the knife, the way she was running. But I rewatched a scene where he was like hitting the door with the axe and mm-hmm. her acting in that was like top notch. Oh yeah. I think it would be really hard to like continuously act like you're scared when you know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like how many retakes they do a certain scene. So it's like, how do you keep that emotion and keep that? Yeah. And this was back before green screens, right? I don't know. I don't know. They probably had to actually bust in a door. No, he did. They said. I mean, I know he did, but I know he had to hit it with an axe. Yeah, they had. Um, Here's Johnny. <laughs> that part. Yes. That was a beautiful reenactment. But at the time, don't like, sue us because they probably thought that was really him. Oh, he. Just how uh, convincing you were. I need Johnny. Yeah, you did. But and in that Bobby. scene, you're talking about how great that scene was, and it was a fantastic scene. It truly, really was. No, no, no. You got to explain what you just what oh. you just said. Honey, Johnny, here's Johnny. She's and Cherokee. Cherokee. <laughs> Can we put that on a shirt <laughs> with a little axe? Yeah, sure. Uh, TM. <laughs> <laughs> And then on the back, I'll just say Skeely Queens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. Okay, what were you saying? You threw me on that one. Oh, so in that scene that you're talking about, where she's at, her acting is phenomenal, I agree. Yes. True. Yes. And he's busted in the door, or, you know, with the axe. So my son is like, why doesn't she just crawl out the window? But she couldn't fit through the window. Did she try? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just, just debunked that theory. No, she got Danny out first, and she kept trying to squeeze out the window. But she, she weighed couldn't squeeze. Like 80 pounds. She couldn't. Well, that was a small window. Either way, she I couldn't I think she could have fit through that window. I could have fit through that window. Okay. If, if, if I could have fit through. I'd have busted through. I, I, you know, well, now you're just bragging because we know I couldn't fit through that window. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. She could have fit through that window. No, here's my problem is... When he had his, like, hands through and she, like, hit him with the knife, mm-hmm. she, like, grazed him. I would have been, like, hacking at him with that knife. The minute I didn't see that axe, I'd be just slicing. Oh, yeah. Slicing. But that little cut she gave him had him running off anyway, so. <laughs> so <laughs> it was an experience. So, but I ended up watching it in pieces just because that was just the way it was going. Mm-hmm. But I think, if anything, the score was really scary. I did watch a TikTok. 
<laughs> it really is my research. <laughs> I watched a TikTok of a guy who, um, he said his job was basically Jack's job and that he looked over a hotel. <laughs> and it was like the most boring thing. He was like, yeah, just walk up this trail, thought I saw something. <laughs> oh, my God. But I can see how being isolated and stuff could probably drive somebody crazy. Did he have a cabin fever? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. I can see that. Like, like he's trying to write a book. And well, then- we thought he was writing a book, but oh. he was just writing that same damn sentence. Oh, no. All, all, work, all work and no play. Makes Johnny a dull boy. Yeah. What's the Cherokee translation for that? <laughs> Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> Are you really trying to think of it? I don't know how to. All right. I mean. I, You're local on a translator. I know we need parts of that, but I don't know all of it. Well, they say it's cabin fever, but remember the caretaker before Jack got there. Did the same thing. Did the same thing. And they were saying it's cabin fever. But now. But he murdered his twin daughters. Right. He still murdered his family. Right. right. No. The, the one yeah. before him. That, those are the daughters that are in the hallway. Right. And let's be honest. They weren't twins. They weren't? They weren't identical. Were they sisters? They were sisters, but they weren't. I mean, I guess they're trying to make us think they're identical because they were dressed alike. Mm-hmm. But they were not identical. Oh. They didn't look identical. Maybe they were. And I'm just like, they didn't. They didn't look identical to me. Hmm. Maybe they were fraternal twins. Must have been. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just squirreled really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um. You said the other the caretaker before Jack murdered his daughters. Mm-hmm. In your research, what have you found? Like, does everybody get cabin fever that's there? Or well, what's the shining got to do with it? Well, what I read was that most people think that Jack is a reincarnation of the caretaker that murdered his family before him. Mm-hmm. Or that the Overlook Hotel is basically hell and Jack is kind of forced to... He's possessed. Possessed, forced to kind of relive this whatever cycle into insanity because he's already murdered his family. So it's like just this repeated thing. Mm. But it... Oh, oh, before we go on, I told you I told you this in the like little bit we talked about it, but the gif of Frozen Jack at the end, mm-hmm. I never knew that was Frozen Jack from <laughs> The Shining. I've seen that gif. If you've seen it, he's like frozen. He's like looking up, but... Is that the end of the movie where he, you know, gets lost in the maze and it's the next day? Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, I had to pause it. I was like, oh, my God, that's the gif. (laughs) And I had no idea. She's talking about a meme. Is it a gif or a meme? Anyway, the one I saw had frozen Jack, but it had Olaf, like, like walking (laughs) behind him and waving. Either way. Anyways, so there was all these different theories about... The movie, but the biggest one that I read was that the Overlook Hotel was built. Don't say it. On an Indian burial ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, an ancient Indian burial ground. That's so cliche. It really is. So, like I said, um, we, we scrolled really hard on this because what I meant to say was earlier that I had a plan for today's episode, but it went it went all to hell. <laughs> no pun intended. Overlook. <laughs> um, because of the shining. And then I got stuck on this whole um, built on an ancient Indian burial ground trope mm-hmm. that we see in scary movies. So when I looked it up, it said that it's frequently used to explain supernatural events and hauntings in scary movies. And we know this. And apparently it's because it's like a writer's dream. Graveyards are typically well marked. Mm-hmm. Got headstones and stuff, but an Indian burial ground can literally be anywhere. 
Oh, yeah. And we learned that on our bike ride, remember? Because from here to Oklahoma, when we rode on our bikes and we stopped at all these places, significant places, and they would tell us that, you know, there's mass graves here. Mm -hmm. And from here to Oklahoma, there's only two marked graves of Cherokee people that had passed. Yeah. And we know that there were thousands of us that had passed. So there's thousands of unmarked graves on the Trail of Tears route from, from Georgia to Oklahoma. So the legitimacy of an Indian burial ground being somewhere that something's built on is probably greater than what we expect. But I think it really does us a disservice when it's played into these horror movies. So when something's built on an Indian burial ground, naturally the the hauntings are are evil. And there's two archetypes that I read. The first is when a building is built on an ancient Indian burial ground. And then the haunted building is soon filled with evil spirits that terrorize the people in it. That's like the main one. Mm -hmm. And then the second is when a person disturbs an ancient Indian burial ground and a curse is like placed upon them. Or they're being like haunted by Mm -hmm. whatever curse they've unleashed. But those are like the two main types of archetypes for Indian burial ground fodder for some of these horror movies. But what they do... I guess what they fail to know and what they their lack of knowledge is that, you know, boarding schools. Mm-hmm. We know that there are mass graves of children at boarding schools. Right. Schools should not have graves at them. Nope. Even just recently, and this is just this week, this is the last week in September, first week of October, mm-hmm. 93 more unmarked graves were discovered by the English River First Nations of Sachuan at the Wavel Indian Residential School. 93 unmarked graves of children children were found and that's after the thousands and thousands that have already been found see and why do our indian burial grounds you know as they're called as they're called why are those considered like evil and you know the gateway to hell when we're not even considering the people that put them there them there Mm -hmm. these are children you know what i mean yeah so it's just it's it's really problematic to use an ancient Indian burial ground trope in in movies as a reason for people being cursed or hauntings or whatever. Because really, anywhere you go here in North America, you're going to have, like we said, there's going to be some unmarked graves there. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything you build on it's going to be the, the, the portal to hell. Yeah. But we're talking about like using it as a reason for the evil in a horror movie. Yeah. Like the shiny used, you know, it's built on this ancient burial ground. So naturally everybody, you know, there's some kind of demonic presence in it. It was used in, I think, Pet Cemetery. Have you oh, watched that yes. one? Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched that. Let's let's just go on ahead and assume that most of the horror movies that <laughs> we bring up I have not watched or I will watch in preparation. Yeah, I've watched the original and the remake. There's a remake? Yeah. Oh. Um, the original is pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Okay. I'll have to watch it and give an update. And there's a new one on coming the next out. Episode. I think. I think there's a new one coming out. Well, and then the second main one is Amityville Horror. Ooh. Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched that one. I've watched I know I've watched that one and I've watched the remake, so it's two for two for me. So, <laughs> but that one's a big one about being built on a Indian burial ground. And Amityville Horror scared the crap out of me. Yeah, it was kind of scary. See, I feel like you just kind of looked down on me for how scared I was. I don't look down. It was your tone. <laughs> it was your tone. It was. It was kind of scary. There was a tone there. Osh. <laughs> it's 
very disrespectful. No, I think it was, spoiler if you haven't watched Amityville Horror, but it, the, the scene that freaked me out was when, I guess it was the preacher that was in the room and all the flies came. Oh, yeah. And there was a voice that was like, get out. But, yeah, you ain't got to tell me twice. I think it's repeated itself like twice. I'd have got. No. It said, get, and I'm going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, see you later. I'm not, I'm, you know, you, gotta t- you ain't got to tell me twice to get out. Anyways, it was just this whole, whole thing. And, uh, you know, and this is why you never see horror movies with indigenous people in a, in a haunted house that's built on an ancient burial ground. Because then what would happen? Nothing. Because <laughs> we'd be like, hey, quit. <laughs> Leave us alone. Because when you're little, <laughs> that's what your grandma and your aunties tell you. Because <laughs> that's what you're supposed to say. Like, just leave me alone. That leave. is true. You, yeah. You just tell them that and they will respect it. That is true. There was one time uh, when I was younger and I remember like my TV kept switching off. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, as an adult, it could have been like a, like a TV glitch or something. Yeah. But it kept cutting off. And finally, I was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching this. And then it stopped. Yeah. There's times that you're in your house and you hear something. Or and, something like shifts or something. And you know you're the only one there. Mm-hmm. And you know it wasn't like, oh, I just missed that and it just slipped off. Like, yeah. You know. And so you're just like, just go on. Just leave us alone. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad's always told me, don't you don't be afraid of your own house. Yes. That's what I've always been told. Like, mm-hmm. never be scared in your own home because that's your home. Yeah. And you just say, Juan, leave us alone. But if it's somebody else's home, what do you do? It could be built on an Indian burial ground. Oh, gosh. It's Cherokee. It's just, just, just that whole Indian burial ground trope is just, it's so offensive. You know, like, why why does it got to be evil? Why does it got to be demonic and a gateway to hell? We're really nice people. Just a a piece. Your light just came on. It's emotion. It's emotion. Is it what? There's nobody else here. It's just us. Take my heart stop for a second. Don't do that. It's because I'm I'm like flailing about. Um, I talk with my hands, so um, I'm just like yeah. So, anyways, so back back to the movie because we are all over the place. This is fun though. Are you having fun? I am. I don't believe you. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> so I went into um, there was a, a native activist. Her name is Terry Jean. And she wrote an article about Indian burial grounds and why they continue to be used in horror movies. She said the following thing. She she said what I had mentioned earlier about uh, Indian burial grounds could be anywhere. So it allows for endless possibilities without explanation. Mm. So basically a writer could use it for anything. There ain't got to be no, no logic to it. Or respect. Well, facts. A native villain or a native inspired spirit that haunts the vicinity plays in the stereotypes that have been around since colonization. Facts. The attitude towards native people as lesser than or as equal to evil is reinforced. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all there. We mm-hmm. know this. <laughs> you got to see your face. Mm-hmm. It's because we're savages, I guess. That's, it made me think of that song for Pocahontas. <laughs> I still haven't watched Pocahontas. That song's a bop. That's a horse. That's a horror movie for me. It's a bop. That's a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, It also says people are afraid of what they don't know. And the general public is undereducated about native people. Mm. We know this too. Mm -hmm. Guilt. uh, Specifically. Specifically. (laughs) Specifically. Just say specifically. (laughs) Specifically. 
guilt, specifically settler guilt. There is a fear that Native people killed by European settlers might come back for revenge on their murderer's descendants. So that's why they use it, because they're ashamed of what their ancestors did to our ancestors. Maybe. In this research, have you heard of something called Dixon's Mounds Museum? No. Okay. This is a museum in Illinois, and I found an article about it. It's called the Illinois Museum Built on Native American Burial Grounds. And it was back in like the 1920s when a man named Don Dixon dug open a mound, which you don't do. Mm-hmm. And it... You ex- probably didn't know no better. Well, yeah. And it was... In the mound, it exposed the remains of hundreds of Native Americans. And... He left them in place and turned the excavation site into a roadside attraction that they called Dixon Mounds. And at the time, again, this is early 1900s, they charged visitors 50 cents for admission to basically come and look at the remains of Native Americans. That's awful. It is. So in 1945, the state of Illinois purchased the site and expanded it into a museum. So at that point, it was just called Dixon Mounds. And they, ex- the exposed human remains were used for decades to teach school children, visitors, and local residents about what the museum presented as a long-gone culture of Illinois Indians. Now, just uh, for clarification, all the information I'm presenting on this is in publicly available articles, and I will include that in the show notes so you can see where I'm getting this is information. Is it still open? The Illinois State Museum is still open, as far as I know. Um, there were some issues, I think, back in, 90, in 1995, where um, the Native American Graves Protection and rep- 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 Repatriation, repatriation? Uh-huh. Act know. required uh, institutions receiving federal funds to inventory their Native American holdings, and they were to consult with tribes about how to return, you know, their artifacts, remains, whatever, to the appropriate tribes. But I also read that, and this was really hard to read. It didn't give me a date, but it said federal records show that that museum holds the remains of at least 7,000 Native Americans. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> 7,000? And in three decades, it has returned only 2% of them, which is 156 individuals to tribal nations who could claim them under the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. <laughs> Just say My it. God. Just say it. And then it's like, like the ru- word rural. Yeah, I can't say rural. 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 Say it hard. Rural. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and this is the part that I had a really tough time reading, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, when the Illinois State Museum opened its Dixon Mounds branch in 1972, an elevated pathway guided guests around Don Dixon's excavation, that one he did in 1920s. Below, exposed and broken, were the remains of a fetus with a shell pendant on her chest. Two men in their mid-40s lay beside her. A woman about 20 years old rested with her left hand on her pelvis she wore a necklace of shells, but at some point it was stolen. Someone misplaced her mandible. A man lay with two fishing hooks made of bone. Another had five arrows between his knees, and a two-year-old was buried with a rattle made of muscle shells. But that, too, was lost. This is how, like, graphic and how detailed these remains were. 
And people were paying to see this, just to go and like view them. And these are people. Now, let me look this up and clarify if the Dixon Mounds is still open, just so we can. But I was reading it because I was looking at just the um, burial grounds mm-hmm. and like what, it, like how other people are like viewing it. Cause we, you know, different tribes have their different uh, rituals, different rites mm-hmm. with burial, things like that. We see that in MMIW when, you know, families are forced to weather, uh, exhume their mm-hmm. loved ones to get a uh, more detailed autopsy. So it's something that's really, really personal and really sacred to each tribe, depending on what their traditions are. Right. So just, just to read about something like this, that's so open and exposed. The Dixon's Mound site was closed in 1992. After that, Three excavated dwellings now remain open to visitors at the site, and the muse and the museum displays chronicle prehistoric life in the region, according to Wikipedia. So it sounds like it's still open to the public in some capacity. So all I know is what I was able to pull up on the internet here, and Dixon Mounds is a Native American settlement site and burial mound complex. It is a large burial complex containing at least two cemeteries, 10 superimposed burial grounds, and a platform mound. So the museum's still open, and it sounds like it's still open in some capacity. I don't know how or how things are displayed now. I mean, it's 2023, so maybe there's been changes. I don't know about it, but history has shown us that at one point, it was a site for people to just look, look openly at the remains of Native Americans. Yeah. And then we watch movies that talk about Indian burial grounds, Indian burial grounds and well, the, you, de- the demonic spirits and the hateful. Well, I'm like, you know what? what? If they were hateful spirits. Yeah. Like, maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they maybe are. they should be. Right. Because you're just, they're just there, mm-hmm. you know, for people to view like a zoo, you know, and this was in the 1920s. So this wasn't too far. From, what, when was The Shining made? Like the 80s? Uh, 1980. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're thinking 1945 is when the site was expanded and then the human, the exposed human remains were used for decades to teach people about the culture of natives in that region, then, I mean, that was only 40 years before that movie was made. So it's like, you know, at one point, do people know better? I think at the time, a lot of these older movies still have those tropes. And it's just, it just ain't right. You know, we laugh about it and stuff. And, you know, we can't, you know, I think we always talk about native humor. So I think we can, what am I trying to say? Laughter is a part of who we are as Indian people. And so we we find laughter in things, but sometimes it's a way of dealing with it. But sometimes. Yeah. It's just, it's really hard to, to read that because had I not, it's funny how it kind of like all trickles down. Like, had we not talked about The Shining, had I not watched it, had, not, had I not gotten to this whole Indian burial, I would have never known about this museum. Yeah. You know, and what it's done in the past. I would hope in 2023 it's it's better. I can't say because. Yeah. And like you said, it's still open in some capacity. So. Are you going with me to a haunted house? If you want to. Not like an actual, like, you know, or haunted corn maze. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you. You know, for research. For research. Well, I heard a house isn't research. It's. <laughs> Just work with me oh, here. okay. For research. <laughs> this is a work field trip for the pod. No, I just normally don't get myself involved in, in scary stuff. But given the, the nature of Skeely Queens and what we're doing, I'm going to try and be brave. 
and do things that scare me and watch movies that scare me. So next on the next episode, we're going to be talking about a Cherokee legend named Spearfinger. And I'm going to tell you why uh, one of my kids believes our neighbor's dog is a skinwalker. Ooh. That's a story for next time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next time on Skeely Queens. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>